Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I am one of your two hosts of this program. Joining me, as always, is former Denver Broncos, Super Bowl 50 champion, all-decade cornerback, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, it's good to see you. Welcome back. How you doing? Yes, sir. Oh, doing good, man. Had a good weekend and, you know, good um, Thanksgiving break. And uh, now, man, it's been some good football, you know. Broncos on a five-game winning streak, so let's talk some ball. I know. We are absolutely rolling. The Broncos are the hottest team in the NFL. But before we get into the talk about Cleveland and Houston, we have a message from our sponsors. The holiday season is off and rolling. With NFL in full stride, the NBA and the NHL hitting midseason form, Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering information. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And it's not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played from MMA to international soccer. You can find it all on bet online, head to the bet online today. And remember to use our promo code believe that's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. And Chris, where we're going to start with this program is talking about that glorious win from last week. The Broncos taking on the Cleveland Browns, one of the top defenses in the league. And they honestly had their way with them offensively. The the numbers in the box score, obviously, they're not going to pop off the, you know, they're not going to pop off the charts. But what they did was they just methodically and surgically tore this top-ranked defense apart on the ground, through the air. It, It was great to see. Uh, your initial thoughts and your reaction from the Broncos' fifth consecutive yeah. win over the Browns? Man, uh, the 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 key to winning has been winning the turnover battle, like we've always yeah. said, you know, since the yeah. show been started. Uh, all the games that we've lost, we lost the turnover battle. And <laughs> yeah. um, Russ, that's what Russ's been doing, man. He's been able to, you know, uh, throw uh, a, a lot of less picks, you know, uh, yep. He still has a little fumbles, you know. He probably lost a couple fumbles this year. Yeah. But other than that, man, Russ has been uh, very, uh, very good with the football, very uh, keeping that protection. And that's what we got to do, man. We just got to continue to protect the football, find the big plays when we can. Uh, definitely target Cortland in the red zone, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, that's going to be a key to victories, man. Um, that's what they got to do. I think they got a recipe for what they need to do to get wins. And they know yeah. uh, each week they got to fulfill that that game plan. And, you know, Russ knows he's the main key, uh, not giving the ball away. Yeah, exactly. Limiting turnovers, uh, you know, not not taking those risky throws. I think that, that's been the topic of conversation uh, throughout the media is, well, you know, Russell Wilson, despite having success, and the Broncos are seeing that success, he's not putting up, you know, 300 passing yards a game he doesn't need to yeah that's that's the great thing is you know everybody wants to let russ cook but he's got to be the sous chef now you know sean payton is the one who's cooking 
he Russell Wilson has to be the sous chef. He's got to get everything prepared and he's just got to make sure that the meal is to the standard that the actual chef needs it to be. And that's what he's done. He's going to throw for, you know, he's not, he's probably not going to eclipse 250 yards for the rest of the season. And we should be okay with that. Uh, what we shouldn't be okay with is him taking unnecessary shots, uh, him taking unnecessary sacks and then turning the ball over. Like you said, that fumble that he had in the Cleveland game, that was a great play by Russ. It was a better play by, uh, I believe it was Alex Wright who knocked that ball out. I could be mistaken. I, mm-hmm. I think it might've been JOK, which fantastic play on him. He had a monster game uh, despite everything, but that was him. That was Russell trying to make a play and just yeah. very, very close to not being a fumble, yeah. but definitely agree. Just take care of the ball from here on out. Uh, the Broncos offensive line though, Chris, we got we to gotta talk about this because this, this streak that we are on right now, this five-game win streak, for all of the shit that we gave the Denver Broncos offensive line during that yeah. tough stretch, they have completely flipped it around, and they have been playing absolutely yeah. insane. Uh, Mike McGlinchey has not given up a sack in these five games. Uh, Garrett Bowles essentially shut down Miles Garrett. He was nowhere to be found, ended no. up on the injury yeah. report. And – and Lloyd Cushenberry has steadily become one of the best centers in the NFL. Uh, ben Powers is is coming around, and Quinn Miners seems to be uh, on the face of those angry the angry blocks every week. This this line is coming together; they're gelling extremely well. And kudos to uh, Sean Payton and the coaching staff because they've done a tremendous job with this group. But Chris, I want to talk about the defense because you you brought it up the turnover battle. Uh, I saw a stat from Brett Coleman that said during uh, or since week six, 25% of the drives against the Denver Broncos defense have resulted in a turnover. And that's not counting turnover on downs. That's absolutely insane. You're telling me that one out of every four drives is going to end in a turnover. I, I, I don't know how to comprehend that. Can you speak a little bit about, why like what is what is this recipe how is this happening for the denver broncos defense yeah Uh, i think they're just playing fast now and guys are in the right spots and uh making plays you know coach joseph is doing a hell of a job you know as much as everybody wanted to fire him and you know (laughs) and uh cast him off you know uh guilty uh he's he's you know he's doing a hell of a job man you know calling great defense being a call and a lot of blitzes um, getting being aggressive, uh, yeah. Some we had some questionable calls, you know, with the third and twenty. I think that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I think he's he's been doing pretty solid. You know, um, giving the team different looks, finding ways to uh, implement. Uh, you know, J Mac finding ways to be able to yeah. uh, put Monroe out there, making some key changes. You know, uh, P J Locks filled in uh, solid, and that's what it takes, man. Uh, so. Uh, they're doing some – I don't know what the record is on turnovers in like this – in this amount, like this span, you know, five games. But, yeah, uh, you know, it's something that you don't really see all the time, you know. And uh, so you got to um, – you're kind of watching history as it goes, you know. We don't – I got to – that's when we need our statistician guy right there, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, what's the record on that, you know. But 
Uh, what they're doing is, man, it's phenomenal. Being able to at once every four snap, four drives, you get a turnover. That's a key to victory right there, you know. And that's giving Russell extra possessions, you know, getting them shorter fields because earlier in the career, earlier in the season, they were going eighty yards every play, yeah. you know. And uh, you pair the turnovers with uh, Mims being an excellent returner. Right, mm-hmm. pump returner and kick returner, mm-hmm. uh, tying that together. Now we're getting shorter fields, right? So I think it's um, it's keying on to the – that's the key to victory, right? Get shorter fields, um, get Russ a little bit more possession, and then once he gets to the red zone, let Russ be Russ, you know? Yeah. Um, no little fake handoff tosses, you know, third <laughs> down, you know? Let Russ cook with his legs and, yeah. and try to find somebody open, and he's been finding Cortland, man. And uh, so that that's the key. Yeah, and, and, you know, finishing in the red zone has been something that we've talked about these last few weeks. And obviously, Russell Wilson, the top quarterback in the red zone right now. Cortland Sutton, arguably the best red zone target in the NFL right now. Um, this is a team that a, a lot of people have just discounted. Let's just say that from the jump, from from the start of the season. And whether that's because of things that Sean Payton has said in the media or whether it's because of their uh, personal disdain for Russell Wilson as a a human being, whatever it is, it it always seems like the narrative is changing every week. Uh, And I, I tweeted about this yesterday. At first it was, well, Russell Wilson's just a bad quarterback now and Sean Payton isn't that guy anymore. He's been out of the league. He's not it. And then it was, well... Uh, Sean Payton's just dumbing everything down for Russell Wilson and they're running a shell of an offense. And now it's, well, uh, Sean Payton is guiding Russell Wilson. Uh, he's got the, there was that article that came out about the training wheels on the offense. If you listen to the games and you watch the games, you can hear Russell Wilson making changes at the line of scrimmage. That's not they don't wheels. they don't see that they don't that's, see that. Yeah, that's not training wheels on the offense. The, his pizza, yeah. pizza, pizza call. Uh, uh, someone else pointed out that one of his his audibles was literally going like this, and that's you know read read option, and that was when he busted off that huge that huge run off the read option. Russ is doing what he is supposed to do, whether you want to label him as a game manager or whether you want to label him as, you know, a washed up quarterback, he's doing what he has to do to win the football game. So they beat the Cleveland Browns. People don't get it, man. People don't get it that like most quarterbacks in the league, they line up with two calls, Mm -hmm. right? There's always a a can-can or an audible out of it, right? Or check, you know, like you said, or kill, kill, right? Yep. So Russ is going up there, and he's he's going. He has to make the right decision, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, more than likely, he's been making the right choice to be able to make the checks or to to kill the play with the original call from Sean Payton. Yep. And uh, you know, um, not they give that to some quarterbacks, right? Not yeah. every quarterback gets that because mm-hmm. some OCs are just so strung out that they're the smartest guys in the world. That whatever the play is, you're going to run that play, yep. right? And um, uh, Russ, we see Russ being able to get checks, get audibles. So you can't say that he's handicapped out there because he's making the right decision and putting us in the right play. And it's been resulting to, um, you know, more more big plays for them. Yeah. And thinking back to last year, too, you have Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach, who is also the play caller. 
so many struggles getting those play calls off. So many struggles it resulted in how many uh, delay of game penalties resulted in how many false starts and, and just pre-snap penalties that you can't have. And then he eventually ends up giving up his play calling duties. And now we're seeing Sean Payton not have that issue. And we're still getting to the ball with plenty of time on the clock to make adjustments, to slide protection, whatever it is. This is these are two completely different offensive schemes. And Russell Wilson has done a very good job of adjusting to this. It's new, it's different. Um, and I think it was, I think I want to say it was Ryan Clark said this on ESPN. He is doing what every good husband is supposed to do. I'm not comfortable with doing this, but because you need me to, and because it will lead us to greater success, I'm going to do this for you. And he's doing a fantastic job with it. So the Cleveland Browns will check that one off the list. That one's over. I mean, big, big win. But now, Chris, we're getting into the gauntlet here. This is the, this is the crucial time when the Denver Broncos have to be able to win these football games. And this next opponent for this preview episode, this is a tough one. And this was one, if you remember, I got to find the clip. I got to go back and find the clip. When we were talking about the schedule, we said Houston is going to be one of the tougher games, especially if they get hot later in the season. Right. I, are they yeah. listening? Are they listening? <laughs> because now we've been telling them. We've been telling them. Uh, yep. Houston Texans, six and five. They are red, red hot. Chris, the last four games, the Houston Texans have had 350 plus yards of offense. Okay, they're three and one in that span. Seven turnovers on the offense. Twenty-seven. They're averaging twenty-seven and a half points per game during that stretch. The Houston defense, though, has allowed three hundred plus yards in the last four games. They're averaging twenty-six points against, and they've but they've only given up a hundred rushing yards one time, and that was against the Arizona Cardinals. They have produced six tone turnovers. Not quite the stretch that the Broncos have had but they're still a good team. What have you seen from this Houston Texans mm -hmm. team that makes you a little concerned about yeah. this game going forward? Um, I think it's a, it's a completely opposite team that the Broncos have been facing, right? Yeah. We've been, you know, other than the Chiefs, you know, they don't really have the passing game uh, like they had in the past, you know, but this will probably be the best passing game that we've seen since probably the Dolphins, you know? So um, I think it's going to be a good matchup for our secondary versus – uh, C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell and um, yeah. uh, Nico Collins. And uh, uh, yeah. I think they got a couple solid tight ends, you know. The number yeah, one in the whole game in the yeah. league, right? They're leading the league yeah. in the past. Um, uh, we've been facing teams that are more physical. They have solid run games. And uh, those are – and that's really – that's been our weakness, right? Yeah. Our weakness is that I think we're last in rush defense. We're dead right? last still. Our – uh, I think they have a probably middle of the pack, um, yeah. above They're average 20, run game. 20, run. 24th in run game. 24th. Yeah, they don't have a really consistent run game, right? Yeah. So um, I think this is a big game for, you know, the edge rushers, the secondary, to really showcase what they can do. And um, uh, it should be a lot of balls in the air. Um, he's been throwing a lot of – CJ Stroud's been throwing a little bit more interceptions lately. So yeah. hopefully uh, we can continue to keep that – that turnover magnet, you know, coming to the ball, coming to the Broncos, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
play sticky defense in the secondary. Uh, the, the run defense is really what concerns me the most. Um, they did a little bit better job uh, against the Browns who were the, I think they were the second best rushing offense going into that game. Well, Only yeah. Oh, always. And 108 yards given up. Yeah. You know, hundred yards is still a lot, but for a team that is ranked second going against the worst run defense in the league, that's pretty good. We'll take that. No. This has to be the game where you force CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans to run the ball. They have to run the ball against this, this secondary because you're not going to be able to get those same looks that you've been getting, you know, your last four opponents, yeah. Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Arizona, and Jacksonville, Jacksonville, a good pass game, not the best uh, Arizona almost non-existent, but Kyler Murray's back. So yeah, you could say that, but they did run for 123 yards on them. Uh, Cincinnati, mm -hmm. ah, Joe Burrow had a pretty decent game, but still, you know, they were able to pull it out against the shoddy defense. And Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield was tearing them up, uh, and that defense got absolutely thrashed uh, against CJ yeah. Stroud. So th these are four teams that I look at them and I say, yeah, they're they're good, but the Broncos and the way that they've been playing these last five six games, this is going to be the biggest test for them. Um, yeah. I, I want to say, you know, CJ Stroud, 73.1% on target, uh, for his throws this season, he's ranked 27th. He's going to throw some errant throws. He's, he's not perfect. Yeah. And you got to be able to capitalize on those. Um, Chris, let's get into our three keys of the game because, uh, I know, I know we've already kind of talked about one, but I want to get into all three of them. Uh, this is going to be a big game, like you said, for the edge rushers. We have to create pressure. Titus Howard, he's done. He's out for the year. That was their arguably their best lineman, yep. um, and, and he's gone. They've given up 39 pressures in their last four games, 11 sacks in their last four games. What do you see? You. Uh, what do you see for your first yeah. key of this game? Yeah, the uh, first key of the game is the, the edge rushers, you know, Browning, Cooper, yep. Benito. Um, you know, Larry Tunzel is still one of probably one of the top tackles in the league, you know. So yeah. on that right side, it's going to be tough, you know. So uh, I think Coach Joseph, he needs to drop a nice scheme, find ways to uh, get some blitzes coming off that left side. Um, mm -hmm. Let's work that right tackle. Um, let's, you know, because he's going to be fresh out there, right? So let's, hey, let's put a lot of pressure over there. Um, Tunzel's going to be tough anyway. So um, yeah. let's try to get Browning over there. Try to see if he can use his speed versus him. He kind of struggles with speed. Um, so mm -hmm. let's kind of put the speed rush over there with, with Tunzel. So it's going to be a big game on the edge rush. You got to get pressure on this guy. If he sits in the pocket all day and he's untouched and mm -hmm. uh, he can, and he, he can, he's going to dart us apart, right? Diamonds apart, right? So we got to get pressure on him. Um, he's been sacked 26 times, right? Like you said, and that number's been going up the last four games. So we got to get pressure on him. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the edge rushers are the key to the game right here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. You know, it, the way that they dialed up some of their blitzes this last, I mean, during this last stretch has been amazing. The sim pressures have been great. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing a, a lot more of that. Um, and then I've also noticed Vance is starting to bring the safeties and the nickel down for the blitzes. And I mean, PJ Locke got that huge sack fumble in the game. Uh, we've seen yeah. Jaquan McMillan get in there. That's 
encouraging for me. That means that this defense is getting more and more comfortable in what they're able to do and how they're able to bring pressure. Uh, Chris, your second key of the game, what do you got? Second key of the game is that uh, we got to get big plays in a passing game, you know, with Russ, Absolutely. Cortland, Judy, Mims. Uh, this secondary is a secondary that can be had, you know. Uh, Nelson is a veteran corner. He's playing solid. I think he has three picks. Stingley, he's a guy that, you know, he has all the talent in the world, but he hasn't um, lived up to the hype yet in the league. Yeah. Um, so, but I think we can, we're, we can able to beat these guys, um, uh, get some big plays over the top with Russ. Um, this is a huge game to get. I think this is the game for Russ. If he wants to get that 250 passing, um, this is a good starting right here to uh, get the uh, passing game going uh, versus Texans. You, you literally read my note for me. This has to be the game where they open up the pass game. The, the last four games, uh, they've only seen 30 or more rushes twice. Uh, Tampa Bay ran it, for thir- ran it 31 times for 81 yards. Jacksonville ran it 30 times for 81 yards. Uh, Cincinnati, 16 rushes. Arizona, 25. You know, maybe it's the fact that this secondary is uh, full of holes. They're still missing some guys. I know they brought Denzel Perriman back. I'm not too concerned about that. Derek Stingley is still coming back from his injury. I think this is only his third or fourth game back. Uh, And they did just Mm -hmm. promote Desmond King to to the active roster. So they've got some fresh guys, but they're also dealing with injuries as well. This is going to be a big game for the pass offense. They have to be able to get the ball rolling. Don't stop. And we're not saying don't stop the run. You still got to feed Javante. He still has to get his 20 carries. Yeah. Got to be able to. That's how you're going to win the game. But have to open up the pass game, especially against a team that's been struggling against the pass as of late. Uh, Chris, last key of the game. What do you got? Stop CJ in that passing game. It's the number one passing attack in the league. Um, Tank Dale, he's been having a phenomenal year as a rookie. Um, so we got to be aware of where he's at. Nico Collins is more of a bigger receiver, um, physical receiver. Um, I think he matches up great with Sertan. Um, yeah. Tank Dale will be a good matchup for J-Mac and yeah. Monroe. And uh, uh, he has great routes. You know, he's a guy that has great route running ability. Loved him. Um, he's been able to catch deep, deep threats. Um, I think he has, uh, you know, he's one of, I think he might be leading them in touchdowns seven seven or uh, seven to five touchdowns, I think, on the year. Um, so he's he's having a great year as a rookie. And, uh, you know, that seems to be his guy, you know, when he's he's uh, maneuvering and trying to um, buy time in the pocket and stand in plays. He's looking for Tank Dell, right? Yeah. So we got to have good plastering, um, be able to shut down this passing attack um, up deep because he's going to give you chances to make, to make plays. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned Fabian Moreau. Fabian Moreau right now allowing a 57.9 passer rating when thrown to him. That's absolutely nuts when you consider that Pat Sertan is sitting at 93.6 and Jaquan McMillan is sitting at 83.1. Both still very good. Uh, They're very good players, and I feel like those numbers are uh, a little tough sometimes. But Fabian Moreau only allowing 57.9 passer rating, uh, 16, 16 catches on 27 targets. That is so good compared to Mathis, I think Mathis is like probably yeah. 100. If Sertan is at 90 yeah. and J Mac is at 80, then Mathis yeah. is probably at 100. So, uh, uh it was been it's been a huge pickup to get my yeah. So, that means they're scoring or getting a first down or a big play every time throwing at you, right? Yeah. So, it's good to uh 
have Monroe out there shutting down, man. He's been playing solid. Yeah, and uh, Damari Mathis allowing 140.1 pass rating. Deller and Turner yell 158.3. But our boy, PJ Locke, Chris, 41.7 passer rating allowed towards him. That Ooh. is going to be a big key to this game. Stop the passing game. Get the passing game going for the offense. That's going to be huge. Uh, Chris, before we get I'm out of PJ here. I'm PJ Locke. I'm happy, man. Yeah. Oh, one thing real quick. My PJ Locke, man. I, I'm in a, uh, you know, I'm doing an interview, right? This is a, yeah. you you got a chance right now to to take on the spot, you know? And yeah. if I'm him, I'm taking this as an interview, man. You got to take this spot and run with it, right? You don't get too many opportunities um, yeah. to start in this league, you know? So um, he got to take it and run with it, man. He played excellent last game. So hopefully he can keep that same intensity. Well, hey, Dane Brugler's, uh first mock draft came out on the athletic uh he had the denver broncos picking kool-aid mckinstry from alabama and honestly when i'm thinking about next year you think about that secondary pat sertan mckinstry uh jaquan justin simmons and pj Locke. the way that pj is playing right now if you can stay healthy ah man that 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 i think we can get a good corner outside the first round it's a lot of good dbs next year um, but we gotta get somebody at a nose guard. D yeah. If we don't yeah. get anybody in the front, in the middle, bro, we can't just keep. You can't just keep going in the NFL and not having a Chris Jones or you know a, a Jalen a dog in the middle, right? Yeah. You got those. Like the Niners got like four of them, right? <laughs> so you gotta get. You Spare know what one. I mean? The Eagles got like four. You know, yeah. <laughs> Cox, Card, all those guys up front, bro. You gotta get some D tackles. Uh, we can't just keep going being last in the league, run defense. You know, that's that's a um, that's a number one thing I'm looking at. If I'm if I'm the GM of the Broncos, we gotta yeah. fix that. That's a that's a front issue. Yeah, and uh, you know who knows? Maybe. Uh, Maybe the Penner group backs up the Brinks truck for Chris Jones in the offseason. <laughs> uh, that would be hilarious. I doubt it's going to happen. Is he a free agent? He's going to be If he's a free agent, we need to get him. <laughs> um, yeah, we can Chris, pay him. <laughs> before we get out of here, uh, your X factor for the Broncos offense and your X factor for the Broncos defense. Defense, I'm going with Browning, man. I think uh, he needs to have a huge game. And uh, the DN, you know. Uh, we got to get pressure on um, C.J. Stroud. He's been throwing picks. We got to get pressure on him. And then another guy, I'm going to say X-Factor, Cortland. You know, yeah. I think Cortland's huge this game. Uh, I think uh, Stingley doesn't play with a, a physicality. Uh, I think if Cortland goes out there and uses his physical uh, statue out there and play uh, and be able to, you know, push him around and, and uh, Nelson's he's a little older and he's smaller, I think Cortland should have a huge game this week. So, uh, he's my X Factor this week. Love to hear it. Well, Chris, the Broncos will be in Houston this weekend, taking on the Texans, both two very good teams uh, with playoff implications. It seems like every week we're talking about playoff implications. Denver Broncos offense has to put sure. it together. Another good game this week. Hopefully the defense gets some turnovers. We'll be watching and hopefully Broncos country. So will you make sure that you subscribe to this show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And, uh, you know, definitely want to see let's ride, be a part of your Spotify wrapped next year. 
Um, <laughs> make sure that you follow Chris and I on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr. at Patrick Coyote and follow at Believe Network to stay up to date with everything going on over here. And Broncos country, until next time, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.